what's going on and welcome back to rogue opinions my name is nathan and it is that wonderful wonderful time of the every so often where kayfabe court is in time and this week i am joined by jimmy baxter and carl pierce enter the arena what's going on guys hello ladies and gentlemen hello uh, people fight okay <laughs> just to start we just whip out knives grab each other by the hand and just like do like a like west side story brawl in the, yes. the kayfabe court and i'll decide when they're really, they'll be really sure well to... once once you're a jet you're a jet till your last dying day and your last dying breath or whatever the line is from that film pretty much i can just do well um you guys granted me the power I am the judge because I did. I win last time. You did. Yes, yes, I did. I, I definitely. Uh, unbelievably, the Mandela effect case. Did oh yeah, win. that was it. Yes, yes, because I said that. Um, I don't remember what I said. Oh, it was God. I remember now. It was God. <laughs> God just reached down and reminded me. He handed me a note. It just said, "You said it was me." And I said, thank you, God. It was um, me, Nathan. It was me all along. <laughs> yeah, God sounds a lot like Vince McMahon, unfortunately. It's a strange coincidence, but it's Vince a coincidence. Vince is God. Let's face it. So this is the first time me and Jimmy have spoken since uh, Extreme Rules. And Jimmy, I did the punishment, and I wasn't very happy throughout. I just want you to know that you really hurt me. Well, I'm sorry, but like when you put your faith in Shane McMahon against the Undertaker and Roman Reigns, you know, I mean, well, yeah, two people who very rarely lose at the best of times. I didn't so much put my faith in Shane. I just had read. I, I let rumors beat me because there were all the rumors about that Drew's going to face Taker at SummerSlam, and then I got it in my head that, oh, what better way to build that than if Drew pinned The Undertaker? Yeah, and uh, what better way to build it if uh, Drew gets pinned by Cedric Alexander? That is the best way to build anything. That's how you build stories. That's how Exactly. Stories That's how you build an unstoppable juggernaut of a man-monster who's going to beat The Undertaker. It starts with Cedric and ends with Take. That's, that. that's the circle <laughs> of life. That's how that's how wrestlers are born. Oh, but yeah, I'm Jimmy, I'm just really upset with you still. Oh well, I'm sorry. Maybe make better life decisions next time. Yeah, well, I don't think Scott's too chuffed with me either. In all fairness. No, we didn't have fun, and I'm, I'm kind of getting worried because last time me and Scott did a retro pay-per-view, it was Vengeance 06, and he wasn't very happy then. And now the next time I've done a podcast alone with him, it's <laughs> December to December. Good choices. I'm just really, yeah, I'm just really getting worried that maybe he, he won't like me anymore. Do you guys, like, got any advice on how I can maybe save the relationship? Uh, maybe stop making and watch pay-per-views from 06. That might help, yeah. Time flowers. That always works. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe leave 2006 and go somewhere else. You know what? Backlash 2017. 
I think that's yeah. the way to say or a it. road or a roadblock paper I was I was fucking at that backlash from what was it 2018 in in New Jersey holy fuck backlash is just thank God it's gone like never has it like really ever lived up to the hype uh the one where they had all the hooks was it 2003 where their stage was just those swinging hooks that was a good show oh yeah that was all right yeah, yeah was that the one where where was what was the one where the that was the one where the rock faced goldberg yeah could have yeah, been yeah that was a good show i think yeah it was all right i only remember that one match but... i mean the, the one in uh I think 2000 when Rock beat Triple H, it was all right. I mean, it's mostly remembered for the Rock winning, so that's that always has good memories for me. Yeah, I think it got a reputation for a few years before they changed it up, where it was literally just all WrestleMania rematches. Like, cause even in 2004, they just redid the Benoit Triple H Shawn Michaels again. The trouble is, what are you going to do? I mean, if a babyface has just won the title at WrestleMania, I mean, they're not likely going to drop it on the first pay-per-view title defense, are they? So there's, well, there's not a lot you can do. I think Triple H is... Mahal steps in. Yeah, I think, or, I think Orton and Triple H are the, the only ones who is, that happened to. Oh, backlash. Welcome show. to Rogue Opinions Backlash Thoughts podcast. <laughs> yeah, should we still go? What, what other backlashes were there? What happened at last year's backlash? Was there even a backlash? I don't remember. Uh, well, backlash got replaced this year by stomping grounds because of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, and then last year's backlash was the one at the Prudential Center where uh, uh, Robert Root, well, Bobby Root, like shook his ass uh, during a. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and like me included, half the crowd walked out when Roman Reigns was gonna face uh, uh, Samoa Joe. Oh, in, that was in... it. Because they put that in the main. Did they put that in the main event? I yeah, sure I remember that right. yeah. And everyone because said they was to beat the traffic chart. That was because um, what's it called? Uh, Shane, uh, Shinsuke and AJ ended in a double a double dick kick. Oh, DQ. that was it. Yeah. And oh the match started, God. the Joe-Roman match started with Joe just annihilating Roman, so you just knew Roman was going to make his big comeback and win. Um, also, uh, that match, uh, that show opened with, like, one of the best matches of the year with uh, Seth Rollins and The Miz for the Intercontinental title, and that oh, match was yeah. fire. Match. It, that, yeah. that match lured you into a false sense of security and let you believe that the show was going to be decent but then it wasn't. <laughs> what was so good about that match was it was just after the draft, and there was before the match, you were like, well, the Miz can't win, because otherwise whatever show he was going to, which I think was SmackDown, was going to have both mid-card titles. But it, when you were watching the match, there was points where I remember being like, oh, shit, the Miz has won. So I was like, which is the beauty of pro wrestling. Yeah, it's really, you know, you know they're doing a good job in the ring when you know... A certain wrestler's gonna win, but they make you suspend your disbelief enough that either you know the other guy could take it. Basically, when I was when I was in the arena for this for this pay per view, right before the opening match was to start, I didn't know who was opening the show. I wasn't checking Twitter or anything, and I left my seat to go get 
me and my friend uh, like some snacks and a beer or whatever. So as I'm coming back down the stairs, the lights all went out for the whole like quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? I almost fell down an entire flight of steps (laughs) off the first mezzanine because of the fucking Miz entrance. Yes. I like the Miz even more now. God damn it, Nathan. Miz just became my favorite wrestler of all time. Like now, I'm happy you watched December to Dismember. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> you know what? It's terrible, really terrible. But but, but it's only two you, hours. You've got worse to come. I mean, haven't you and Scott got to sit through kennel in a hell? Don't oh, remind me. I bet I you can't they, wait for that. God, I wish they actually <laughs> called it kennel in a hell those dogs shitting and pissing around the ring looking about as menacing as uh... <laughs> oh that's gonna be so good oh shit i said i'd be on that one didn't i yes yes you did spoilers ladies and gentlemen because i did allude to it uh on the retro smackdown podcast a couple weeks ago that our mystery third guest for the first pay-per-view of retro smackdown Unforgiven on September 27th will be Nathan. Yes. I want my yes. money back. I thought you were getting someone decent, Jimmy. I mean, that's totally ruined the pub for the me now. The paperwork is very extensive, okay? Um, Nathan demands a huge salary when he comes in for paperwork. <laughs> okay? Um, we had to get his opinion on what was going on. So just to, just to keep you uh, caught up, uh, on SmackDown this week, um, the British Bulldog returned and beat the big boss man for the hardcore title and then just handed it over to Al Snow. I knew he must be coming back soon. I remembered him I remembered him showing up on a random SmackDown. You know, I'm so happy that you just told me that. I, I just I was really he was, worried about He was absolute title. shit though, wasn't he, the Bulldog in this return? Oh, absolute yeah. dire, wasn't he? He couldn't, he couldn't move because of his back. His back was knackered from that warrior trap door malarkey. So he couldn't barely do anything. Yeah, he he came out in like the jeans and like a like a like a hoodie, and he did like forty seconds worth of a match. He beat Big Boss Man with like a scoop slam or something, and then uh, like he left and he was so sweaty, and it was just like bad. He just looked so bad. Wow, what a guy! Didn't he get rock bottomed under some dog? Yeah, he did. Yeah. What a guy. I'm sure that happens eventually. But I think he was uh, the recipient of one of the best people's elbows of all time when The Rock was in his dress shoes and he did like a little slide. Oh, and he slid like halfway across the yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that's always gift. Time, that is. What a move that is. Probably the best move of all time. Mm, Can't think no. of a better one. Half of maybe the Bailey to Belly. Caterpillar? No, that's just a knock off of the worm the actual best finisher of all time <laughs> what a move that is best pay-per-view openers of all time are definitely too cool and i will fight anyone that says otherwise well then i'm hopping on a flight and we're fighting my friend <laughs> no because if, if you want to get i talk about in the sense of wwe if you just want to get a crowd proper hyped and in the mood that was literally their jobs and in the Attitude Era, they were incredible at it. 
Oh yeah, uh, like, you're, you're right. The I Royal mean, Rumble the 2000 and everything. Yeah, remember that when it was just all three of them in the ring and the crowd like just went apeshit for just them dancing for a little bit. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about match quality. I'm just talking about getting the crowd hyped for the rest of the show. Too cool. We're amazing at it. Oh yeah, their their theme is a total banger too. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. And Scotty Too Hotty was always great. Yeah, Scotty Too Hotty's good. Uh, Brian Christopher wasn't bad. Like uh, I liked a lot of his stuff. Yeah, he had a great heel scream. Yeah, it was the uh, the precursor to the Seth Rollins. <laughs> what an idiot that guy is. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins now. Yeah. Yeah, he's but a nerd. He's made an ass of himself on Twitter, hasn't he? Bless him. Oh, and in fact, he's done some interviews heroes talk about why people hate the wwe and he just said oh they hate the wwe because they're number one and everyone else is beneath the wwe it's like seth stop talking man <laughs> like, like just stop speaking you don't say that you don't talk down to people go oh you hate us because you're worse than us i mean he's saying he's saying he's the he's the best of what he does so he yeah he's so good they've decided to take the belt off him and give it back to brock lesnar yeah dick it's like one of those memes where it's like nobody, nobody at all, Seth Rollins, they hate us because they ain't us. Yeah, that's pretty much what you said. Was just like, oh yeah, they just all hate us because they're not the WWE. It's like, Seth, you're meant to be a baby face. <laughs> like, oh, what a twat. I mean, can, he, can he really be dating Becky Lynch? I mean, surely she would have taught him a few things about Twitter by now. Not just about Twitter, it's you reached a point where he just needs to be taught how to speak. Like, just understand, Seth, that you're not, you're not like, it's not an individual sport. Like, if you were a boxer, it's fine to say all those things. It'd be like, oh, people hate me because they're not me. That's Floyd Mayweather's entire thing. And that's why everyone buys his fights, because they hope to see him lose. But when you're meant to be trying to increase ratings, just telling people, oh, you just don't like me because you're not me. It doesn't really work. Unless you're the Miz. Miz was always really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. You were meant to think he's a douche, though, the Miz, weren't you? So. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and he, he wasn't the face of the company. <laughs> like, where Seth's meant to be. But I don't know, guys. I don't know. But that's not why you're here. And thank you for sitting in this waiting room for so long. But um, the judge is actually ready to see your case now. And um, back up that time, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you just hand your IDs to this very nice looking clerk, and we'll we'll head straight oh, into no. KFA court. Oh, I forgot my ID. Wait God a second, wait a second. It. Are you are you asking us for us? Do you have the papers? Yeah, do you have the papers? We need to check your identification before entering the KFA court. Carl, do you have uh, the papers? Uh, they must be in my car. That, that's right. Well, go go check your car, because otherwise you're not allowed in. Are you, come on, I've come all this way. I mean, you can't. Just... You knew you knew the rules. It was all in the letter sent out to you. What letter? <sighs> order, order. We're now in kayfabe court. Today we're looking at a case from 2015. It is believed when Hideo Itami was attacked in a parking lot in a very nice suit. Well, we presume he was attacked. He was on the floor 
writhing in pain, wearing a very nice suit. And it was never revealed to us who did it. No one ever confessed. There was a deep investigation. They found no answers. But it is believed that we have the answers. And in the court today, arguing the case is one. Jimmy Baxter. Jimmy, hello. Hello, Your Honor. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Are you representing yourself? I am. Good. And Carl Pierce is on the other side. Carl, what's going on? What's going on is... I don't know what's going on. I, I, I just don't know what's going on. Well, I'm here. It's prob- this probably won't take long. Okay. <laughs> so, as I said, Hideo Itami attacked in a parking lot. Never revealed to us, but you two came forward claiming to have answers for the court. I will take my the first of the opening statements from Carl. Carl, please come forward and explain to the court what you will be arguing today. <clears throat> Your Honour, I've spent the last four years sifting through the evidence, analysing the video clip again and again. And I think I have found the culprit. Somebody who was previous on this. Somebody who was known for attacking people in car parks and parking lots. Your Honour, it was Rikishi. Wow. Strong, strong, strong. Jimmy, would you like to counter that with your opening exchange? I would. Um, Your Honor, ladies and gentlemen of the jury and listeners abroad, we've been aware of the attack on one Hideo Itami for a very, very long time. And it is it is my distinct pleasure and honor to be able to say that beyond a shadow of a doubt, although it was implied for years, it was not one Kevin Owens sanctity and, and joyousness that is Kevin Owens. It was not him. And I'm here to defend that man by simply stating that it was Kenta who attacked today. Otami. Cool. Good God. Say. Kenta or Rikishi? That's what's been brought forward to the court today, Jerry, if you'd like to write that down. Yes, Kenta's in all caps. No, I don't know why. I'm sorry, Your Honor, may, may I rephrase? It was Kenta! <laughs> Did Jerry understand that now? Like, why, what was difficult about me saying it's in caps? Like, stop nodding. Fuck, these people are dumb. Um, Carl, you said it was Rikishi. Would you care to explain why? What would his motive be? behind that and um given that he was obviously he'd left the wwe for pastures new to wrestle around the world and bring his butt to many stadiums uh why why would he attack hideo itami i say it's slightly more complex than that see rikishi was the perpetrator but he was a proxy once again for triple h and unlike last time, he didn't do it for the rock. He did it for the cash. You see, members of the jury, listeners, your honor, what happened was Triple H, he signed Hyjo Tami. With all this fanfare, he was going to push him to the top, make him the champion. And then, out of the corner of his eye, 
we saw someone else. We saw the artist, Shinsuke Nakamura. And he thought, God damn, I've got to find this guy and push him to the top. Well, I've already signed this other Japanese talent, Hideo Matami. What am I going to do? I mean, I can't make them both champion. So he hatched a master plan. He rung up his old buddy, Rikishi, wired him a shit ton of money. I'm sorry for my language. He wired him a lot of money and gave him instructions to attack Hideo Itami in the parking lot. I rest my case. Oh, you're done, are you? <laughs> for now, okay, you're call, on a... Uh, calls now. out. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so, uh, Jimmy, without responding to anything Carl has just said, you'll have the opportunity to do that soon. Um, please explain your case, your reasoning behind believing that Kenta attacked Hideo Itami. Well, uh, upon signing with the World Wrestling Entertainment and NXT, Kenta came out the first night uh, in NXT and proclaimed that he was no longer that man. That man was gone. That man was dead. And he was now Hideo Itami. But I feel like Kenta... I actually, I know that Kenta never left the mind or the body of Hideo Itami. And over the, to- over the, the first couple of weeks and months and all, over all the experiences he had in the PC and training and being on TV and NXT, this growing fear kept growing inside of Hideo Itami. He, did, he knew not where it came from. It was Kenta creeping back into his body creeping back into his soul and one day before walking into to the nxt full sale arena his body just took over kenta took over and before the cameras caught up they 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 had it out inside the mind of this man they battled it out and kenta attacked hideo itami leaving him beaten on the ground outside in Florida, the most egregious of heat. Good God. That's, that's, that's intense. That's intense. Um, Carl, throwing it back to you and just a couple of questions. So you're saying that Triple H was the orchestrator behind this. So Triple H had um, being obviously portrayed or being the person that made these signings and Hideo Tami coming out or as uh, as he did on one of the takeovers to announce himself, you're then saying that Triple H actually preferred another Japanese competitor and decided he only had room for one? Pretty much, yeah. Well, not that he only had room for one, but he only had one, at the time, only had one championship belt for the man. And he, and he couldn't have two Japanese people in case they... In case what? Well, he'd sign, as I already said in my case, he'd sign Hideo Tami and he was going to push him all the way to the top to be the main NXT championship. Bear, bear in mind, this is before the creation of the North American title. So there was only one singles title for your uh, single male roster. But then he decided... Shinsuke Nakamura would be more money. You've got more flair. 
I think you just liked him better, basically. But that, that's beside the point. So he decided that was a man he needed to put his one and only, at the time, singles championship on. And he's already made certain promises to Hidemo, so he had to get him out of the way. Plus, the Rikishi factor came in. Okay. Okay. Jimmy, your, of your argument in this case is that Hideo Itami or Kenta had an existential crisis to the point that his body began to hurt itself. Um, like, is, is that pretty much what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the writing was on the wall from day one. That although he was a huge signing and he had a lot of fanfare coming in, and Kenta never truly believed that he was going to reach the heights that he did in Pro Wrestling Noah or anything else in Japan. Um, and it wasn't until he saw the likes of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and, yes, even Shinsuke Nakamura coming over and sort of stealing his shine, stealing something that he thought that he was owed, his place, his position in a company he had never been in. He thought it was all but a formality. And that's where the great the great irony here takes place is that Hideo Itami believed Triple H. Hideo Itami believed Vince McMahon and believed William Regal. But instead, Kenta, the ever-paranoid, the ever- vicious uh, methodical thinking Kenta I'm sorry Kenta never <laughs> once believed anything of that and when things weren't going his way Kenta took back over and attacked Hideo Itami in the parking lot interesting so I'm going to throw it over to, uh, to to you guys now so I'm going to first I, I ask that you respond to questions first before you start asking them but Carl have you got any counterpoints to anything you've heard so far from Jimmy and you may ask Jimmy directly but I ask do not bicker or speak over each other simply debate okay your honor I I do have questions so are we saying that uh, Kenta is like a split personality of uh, Hidemo Itami. And he's got some sort of schizophrenia or dual personality uh, syndrome in a similar case. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, the, 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 the man of Kenta was somebody who took the... the he, he, he took over the body of the man that we knew in NXT as Hideo Itami while uh, in pro wrestling Noah for years, he was this brutal wrestler, this brutal strong style competitor that for years was at the top of his game. But when Hideo Itami came over and said that he would no longer be that person and he shut, tried to shut that part of him out. He knew that he like, Kenta knew that he was making a mistake. And they he never stopped trying to fight Hideo Itami, but Hideo was able to hold that down for weeks, uh, for months even. But the writing on the wall was 
there and eventually Kenta took back over. Carl, does that answer your question? It, it, it answers that particular question for now. But uh, can I ask another, Your Honor? You, you may, you may. And then I'll I mean, throw it over to Jimmy. I mean, have we got any other instances of Kenta taking over Edo um, Itami, especially in WWE? Oh, for sure. Uh, the, the, even after his uh, eventual return, uh, when he was uh, wrestling Cassius Ono, um, that there was a mean streak that 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 sort of just appeared, and he started demanding respect. Something that Kenta was always someone who who tried to strive for excellence, who strove to have the just the respect of the people because that's what he wanted most. And after Kenta took back over, he was able to start worming his way back into the subconscious of Hideo Itami, back out up into the forefront even, and was there to try and reclaim his former glory. So uh, I believe if that answers Carl's so Jimmy, I'm going to throw it over to you now. It's now your to quiz Carl. Quiz Carl on his story. Okay. Um, so, Rikishi. That's what you're saying. You're saying Rikishi, once again, did it for The Rock, but actually did it for Triple H. Why would Triple H go through the, the aggravation of moving a talent over from somewhere else, signing them just to be immediately redirected and uh, distracted by a new shiny Japanese talent. Do you even watch NXT? I mean, Triple H, I mean, I mean, I'm William Regal, but they're always there with the shiny new little toys. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, one minute it's Keith Lee, the next minute it's Damian Priest, and then it's Matt Riddle, and I might not be necessarily going in the right order, but they do. They love their shiny new toys, and then they get bored of them, and they have a new shiny new toy. It's, it's the way it is. You signed Hidodomi, he was excited, yes, they thought it was going to be massive having <coughs> Kanta in the WWE. But um, then, you know, when he was over there, he, he saw Shinsuke and things changed. You know, his heart, his mind. He knew Shinsuke was the one. He only had one major title. He had to make a decision. He made promises to Kenta! So, he, you know, he didn't want to break those promises, so he had to find a workaround. Okay. Um, one more question, Your Honor, if that's okay. Of course it is. Okay. Um, so, with all of these shiny new toys, with all of these uh, toys that have come in, like you've mentioned, Matt Riddle and Damian Priest and, you know, uh, all these other shiny new toys that they've gotten to play with, they played with those toys. They gave those toys opportunities to shine. When did Hideo Itami get a chance to shine before he was attacked? Why wouldn't he? Why why weren't they playing with the toy? Uh, because if they were playing with the toy, maybe Kento wouldn't have resurfaced. No. 
Well, you see, yeah, but did they did they lure in Hulk Hogan to bring any of these guys in? No, I mean there was there was fanfare. It wasn't just somebody they could play with and put aside. I mean, Triple H thought there'd be too many questions. He, you know, he he needed a way out of this. So it so it just became it just became a spur of the moment decision. I mean, I'm 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 not I'm I'm still getting the whole evidence together, but Ooh. yes, whoa, like whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, you don't have your you don't have your whole story. You've turned up here at Kayfabe Court, but more more or less. I mean, we know we know Triple H went all out to get Kenta. He brought in what? Hulk Can I ask a, why? Why Rikishi? Why because couldn't he have just he's... used anyone? He's worked with Rikishi before. He knows him. He trusts yeah, him. It went really badly. No, it went. It went according to Triple H's master plan. It was only because Austin came back and tipped him over in his car on a massive forklift or whatever it was that it it all went awry. I mean, up up to that point, things were going according to plan. Okay, unless either of you have any more questions that we're, we're going to enter into closing arguments. I, Are there I, any more I, questions? I do have one last question. Um, please, more out of please. interest than anything. How, how did this fight between Hideo Atami and Kenta transpire? I mean, did he hit himself? Did he take a baseball bat to himself? Did he just throw himself onto the floor? I mean, how, how does one kick oneself's arse? Well, I mean, we've all seen uh, the cinematic masterpiece that is Liar Liar, no? Yes, we have. Yes. Oh my god, I was so hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> so, so I think I think we know how one kicks their own ass. Yes. I'm not saying it went down exactly like that, but I have multiple. And Your Honor, I have handed these documents in. I had conducted interviews with yeah. multiple members of the NXT staff who were there that day and who ha- who saw uh, who- and heard an argument breaking out both in Japanese and in English. Yeah, and I think I- I've already got it at home, but thank you for the Blu-ray copy of Liar Liar. But you oh. can take that back. I've already got it. I have plenty of copies. You can keep it. We, we all have plenty of copies. <laughs> But, but Carl, um, in this call, you are up against it, but f- fire back if you feel the need to. No, but uh, this, this, you, can't, you can't fire against the liar, liar, the liar, liar case. You just can't. So we'll, we'll enter into closing arguments. Carl, please go first. And anything you have left to present to the court, feel free to present at this time. Nothing will be accepted after you finish your closing argument okay but basically look it's, it is how i've laid it out it's triple h he's, he signed Kanta with all this fanfare but in hulk hogan and then he decided look, i've got my shiny new toy shinsuke nakamura i can't just bring out hide and then throw him away like i like i like to do my other shiny new toys there's going to be too many questions I'm going to have to get get rid of him, or at least for the time being. So he went to his trusted man, the man who took out Stone Cold Steve Austin, of all people, to lay out Hidemo, 
Um, free the path for Shinsuke Nakamura's run to the top. Okay, and Jimmy, on to your closing argument. Ladies and gentlemen of the court, uh, listeners, your honor, most importantly, I had a more precise, a more well-thought-out closing argument. But I think that based on what we've heard here today, the fact that my opponent here today has come half-cocked and half-sure, half-prepared to walk into these hallowed halls not only shows a lack of follow-through, but a lack of respect for the halls that we stand in here today. And I feel like on that basis and that basis alone, we can and we will find that I, having done the research, having brought in the evidence, having sent every single person in this room a copy of Liar Liar on Blu-ray. Yeah. You are a Jerry, you are allowed to take those home. It's fine. Like you don't need them. Those are complimentary. You can take them with you, yes. But having supplied everything, I came over-prepared. And just like how Penta came over-prepared to the WWE and was given nothing, nothing in return, he overestimated what he was going to be given. And I overestimated my opponent. Ladies and gentlemen, what we have here today is a simple case of ordering a certain meal at McDonald's to get your whole sandwich minus the meat. Carl's argument is minus the meat. Whether it be pink goo or not, ladies and gentlemen, it is just cheese, lettuce, and mac sauce on a bun. And we cannot abide by just cheese. Have you, have you got a problem with vegetarians and... Carl, please, please. This is Jimmy's closing argument. No, you you will have shenanigans. It's not shenanigans. Well, off the jury with liar, liar, for Christ's sake. It was okay. Pe- okay, order, order. Everyone, I've, I've heard enough at this point. There are like we we've made our decision, and um, yeah, thank yeah yeah. Just pass it over here. Fuck, just give it over here. Thank you. I have the jury's decision. And um, there are several reasons why they've come to this decision, and I will read them out as follows. Um, one of the people who I won't name at this time has said hideo in about nine different ways. Sometimes it had an M in it, <laughs> and I just, I just, I don't understand how you could turn up to a court case about knowing how to say someone's name. Um, <laughs> They've identified seven different ways which Hideo has been pronounced. Um, point two, everyone shouting Kenta was hilarious. And it's the best and is the best joke in this podcast. I agree with that. Point three, and the really the reason why um, why Jimmy Baxter has won here is that we're really until we go for it all unsure if Carl's argument is racist. Because there's a heavy implication here that Triple H can only allow one Japanese man on the roster at one time, and we do not want to be that seen. That is not that what was said. Carl, you are, please. You are putting Carl, words in my mouth. I, 
actually don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I said there's only one, there, there there was only a one championship to go round. There a, there's nothing to do with. There I'm glad was, I'm not the only person who jumped to that conclusion, too. Yeah, there was a heavy implication that there can only be one Japanese man on the NXT <laughs> roster at one <laughs> That is time. not what was said. That is kind of exactly what was said. <laughs> 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 you've been, you've been, on, you've been, on, twi- you've been on Twitter too much. No. <laughs> there, there was a heavy implication in the argument that he had a shiny new toy in the Japanese man Hideo Itami and then saw a shinier Japanese man and decided he needed to replace the less shiny Japanese man with a shinier Japanese man. (laughs) (laughs) This is not an argument the court can side with and therefore by default and um, Jimmy Baxter has won. K Fabe Core and Hideo Itami or Kenta had an existential crisis of personalities leading to his own attack. Jimmy, had he um, well done? Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen of the court. It is again with great pleasure and great honor that I serve here in the K Fabe Court, and I cannot wait to return and serve this court with the honor and the respect that it deserves. Hopefully, in his time away, Carl will learn to add a hamburger to his Mac sauce, lettuce, and cheese. <laughs> yeah, the, the final point on this note, which didn't really need reading up, is using the sentence, I haven't had the time to get all the evidence, is a really piss-poor argument. <laughs> and they actually they have written piss-poor on here. Um, so, can uh, excuse me, can... Can security um, please come forward and just remove Carl from the building? For... No! No! I will not go quietly, God damn it! Hey, now, come on, boy, now you get out of here now! No! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck all of you! Wow. That went well for Jimmy. Damn right it did. Jimmy, how do you feel? How's victory taste? Victory tastes sweet. I'm going to say just, you know, as a, I believe a three-time, 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 three-time winner of the kayfabe court, it makes me feel, it, it, the vindication never really wanes. It is a it is a pretty good feeling, and Carl, you were a, you showed up, and I appreciate that, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, Hideo, Tommy, was really outdone by himself really when you just you know it just it it goes to show that when you come over and you turn your back on what brought you to the dance you end up stepping on your own toes yeah that is true carl do you want to um do you want to take this moment to apologize to triple h Uh, i do yeah uh i apologize triple h of course we'd never Insinuate you were a racist. It's all in the fun of Cave Vape Court. And I, I'd, I'd like to congratulate my opponent, Jimmy, as well. You went with me this time. No two ways about it. Presented the better case. And fear not, though. Next time, I will bring someone in to help me. <laughs> and his name, 
His name is bad. No, no, nope, nope, nope. We we need to end that joke. It's like because it's not a joke anymore. I mean, it is, but not in like the funny haha way. More in like the oh, honey kind of way. Yeah, it's a joke in a sense. You have to explain that they're not being insensitive. Yeah. Whenever, whenever someone new hears it, you have to go, yeah, when he says that, just like, just know he's not making fun of all those dead people. <laughs> oh, man. And he's also, he's not making light of people that died before he was even born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um. Well, and Nathan, Nathan, can I just say, wonderful job as the, the judge this week. Wonderful job. Wonderful job. Yeah, I was very calm. I got a bit excited when the liar liar reference was made, but it's because I stopped myself from interrupting you guys to make it, and then you made the joke I was thinking about, so I got really excited. But um, otherwise, to be honest, as soon as Carl started speaking, I was just like, ah, oh, he said Survivor. He might as well have just said Survivor Series 99. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, Carl, I'm not upset with you, but I am. Because you also said the sentence, I don't have all the evidence. And that really disappointed me. Because I vouched for you to that judge, and he was really nice to you. And you kind of hurt his feelings. What says you? I don't give a fuck about his feelings. Jimmy, how do you, um, how are you going to celebrate your victory? Uh, same way I do pretty much every victory that I've ever had here in the kayfabe court. I'm going to sit alone quietly and just sort of reflect on my win over a nice cheap domestic beer. And oh, ooh, uh, Marvel's uh, Ultimate Alliance The Dark Order came out today, so uh, I'm going to be playing that a lot. So Cool. What's that? Is it a fighting game? Yeah, uh, I'm no. not even sure what it is, actually. It's a multiple person uh, like RPG uh, sort of like top down. Remember like X Men Legends and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a new one of those, and it's for the Switch, and we're gonna be doing that probably right after I get off of here. So I'm gonna go cool. have to go grab that those cheap. I like my beer like I like my women, cheap and domestic. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting sexist comments on here now. Oh, we'll have we're to not. Too. We'll have to be too lot after us. We're not in the court anymore. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we, we stood, we're out in the hallway. We're not in those hallowed halls. Nah, that's all yeah. right, then. Thank Christ. We're actually outside talking to the media. So, um, so what we learned today is that Jimmy... Jimmy, have you ever lost? Oh, you lost to me. Yes, yes. That's yes. your only blemish. You, like, dismantled my, yeah, my argument <laughs> a couple episodes ago. So. I, I mean, I believe- the thing is, I, I couldn't because... He's he's Cantor again, isn't he? So it's like I didn't even have that to fall back. Oh, you know, he's, he's Kenta's never resurfaced again because he's fucking wrestling in the G one as Kenta. No, so I had Cole, I, I had nothing. No, Cole, His your case biggest was mis- your biggest mistake was picking a twenty year old Survivor series and copying it. Well, that 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 was acute kind of accusing <laughs> Triple H of being racist. And then having a substantial library of ways to say his name. 
And well, I just had to say them all to make sure I got got it right at least once. <laughs> yeah, you got it right once. It was the other fifteen times <laughs> where it sounded slightly different, and I was just like, I don't even know if he knows who he's talking about anymore. I expected you to say Tajiri at one point. Perhaps <laughs> <laughs> I should have. <laughs> I think though that I finally have reclaimed some sort of uh, some ground back after getting dismantled. So deliberately and like like straightforwardly by you nathan i think i finally have regained regained some of that ground and that that feels pretty good yeah i mean your main issue was questioning rick flair spending a two weeks parching with kiss and yeah uh, i mean that is something rick flair would totally do oh 100 percent. like sure. i don't i can't now we're not in the court i can categorically say i don't know if rick flair's ever met Ginny simmons but I am 99% sure he probably has. Oh, just based I, on who they are. I'd be, surprised. I'd, I'd be more surprised if he hadn't, to be honest. Oh, 100%. Because I know Kiss did some gigs on Nitro, like live on TV. Yeah. So they, they had that Kiss monster get, uh, yeah. wrestling gimmick or whatever it was, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So I am. I would be shocked if they didn't binge an entire weekend together. And probably didn't do a bunch of girls together and drugs as well, I'd imagine. All right, Carl, stop making accusations. You're already called Triple H racist. Said he's done like a thousand women or something, so I'm not sure. Now it's like 10,000, wasn't it? Was it? So something like that, yeah, some... Some kind of number that can't yeah. possibly. It'd probably, be, it'd be probably be more bad at me now for for lowering his number than, than the, other, the other thing it's had. That's before Paul Levesque sh- sues us. I know you lost, so legally we're covered. Yeah, yeah, I've apologised. So don't. It's all right, Paul. I love you really. You know what? You making that argument surprised me. If Rahul made that argument, I would not be shocked. It didn't mean to come across. It didn't mean to come across right. Seth. Wait a second. Wait a second. We had an insane twenty-year-old argument and a bed tundi reference. Rahul, yeah. is that you? Yeah. <laughs> Have you worked yeah, on your car? <laughs> Rahul's really good at accents, guys. <laughs> That's why he's been gone for a little while. He's yeah. just been working on his accent. It was me. It was me all along. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here to call a man racist and name myself after a serial killer. <laughs> That's all oh, I'm man. here for. Well, uh, the thing was, I was hoping like I'd say bad, and you just like beep it or cut it out, and suddenly end the suddenly end the part. No, was, you've got to live with this. To be the, the you've joke. got to live with every word you said on this I know. podcast. You have to thrive in it and understand <laughs> that you're really bad at this today <laughs> yeah no it wasn't the best it was, it was never going to be the best no but i think that'll do us for this time on kayfabe court uh thank you very much for joining us as always you can find us on the rogue underscore opinion on the twitter and the instagram check us out on medium uh anthony fitzpatrick's always written a couple of really really good articles on there one on the f1 legend nicky lauder and one on the Cricket World Cup, where he listed his best team of the tournament. So go check us out. That's on Medium. You can find a link on our Twitter. Check back through the feed. Um, loads of stuff going up this weekend. You've got the Rogue Retro Smackdown review with Jimmy and Scott. 
you've got the Naked Men podcast with myself and Ben, where we uh, kind of discuss Star Wars this week in our usual grace, which is not graceful in any way, shape or form. Uh, loads of pay-per-view reviews, AEW's Fight for the Fallen. Was that yes. the one? Thank you. And uh, me, and, me and Jimmy covered Extreme Rules, the Punishment Podcast, December to December 06, with myself and Scott. Uh, Doctor Who as well with Carl and Sean and content coming out your goddamn ears basically and yeah you can find me at Greenway. Jimmy where can people find you on the internet and what and tell us about the show that you're going to be at in nine days yeah uh thank you uh but first i definitely want to throw a plug in here for uh Carl's how to pronounce a Otami thesaurus um you got to get your pre-orders in now because that shit's going to fly off the shelves uh it's about 700 pages and it's riveting um thanks for the advanced copy carl i appreciate that yep. um, 700 700 ways to pronounce hydro <laughs> hydro pump uh so uh yes and you can find me over on twitter uh and instagram at mr riot that's m-r-r-i-0-t uh, also follow uh, MC Pod 23. I'm working on uh, bringing back the podcast with my old co-host and a couple uh, local indie talents that I will be sitting down with at in nine days. Violence and Suffering Wrestling presents No Bitch Assness. It may sound like a funny name. It may sound like uh, something that you just throw out there to sell some tickets, but it is our credo. You walk into that door, we expect no bitch assness, and that's what we're gonna have. We're gonna have Joe Gacy one-on-one with former pro wrestling magic heavyweight champion dan moff they go one-on-one just weeks after joe gacy graced the wwe network with his appearance on evolve uh we have current pro wrestling magic world champion pinky sanchez defending his title for the first time ever against uh i believe it's anthony deppin tony deppin uh tony deppin and a whole bunch of other stuff going on so if you're in the new york new jersey area you have no goddamn excuse. Come out to Richfield Park, New Jersey. Uh, bell time is 3 o'clock uh, for Violence and Suffering presents No Bitch Assness. You can find that uh, brand of content over at VXS Wrestling. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, we will uh, We'll do another tweet when this goes out. We've done one before, but we'll send another one out and we'll post out, obviously, uh, any new advertisement that you guys have for the show. Uh, so yeah go along if you're nearby even if you're not nearby if you just fancy going along and checking out the show uh feel free you will meet rogue opinions own jimmy baxter there and he promises to not smile in your photos if you want one with him and uh carl where can people find you and anything <clears throat> else that i missed you can find me at Ro- i mean uh ah, ah, you <laughs> cheeky bastard <laughs> you can find me at Carlos underscore fire 89 at the uh, Twitter and the Instagram. I think we covered everything. Hopefully we'll have uh, uh, opinions are strange before the storm coming up soon for episode two, whenever me and Nathan can get round to it. Yeah, that'll be back soon. We've had to miss a week just because there was just so much goddamn wrestling and too much content to fit into. But we'll be back on that train ASAP. But otherwise, guys, thank you very much for joining us, and we will speak to you again soon. Bye now. Goodbye.
brings me to tears. 